This morning, we're ready to pick up our journey through the Gospel of Mark in Mark 2.23. This is where Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees for breaking the fourth commandment, the commandment of a weekly Sabbath. We find the story over in Mark 2, verses 23 through 3, verse 6. Let, let me read it for you. It says, One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Ebeatar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is, which is lawful only for the priest to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. And then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Another time he went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. And then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their troubled, stubborn hearts. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Father, I thank you so very much for this scripture and for the lessons in it. And God, I pray that you'll be with me this morning as I share those lessons. And God, I pray that all of us here, all of us listening, might again open our hearts and minds to the truth that you have for us today. And so speak to us. We are here listening. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. The most important verse in today's scripture is the shortest verse. Mark 2, 24, where Jesus says something very simple. He says, so the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. I mean, what a powerful statement. Jesus, who calls himself the Son of Man, is claiming to be Lord even of the Sabbath. He is putting himself on par with God, and he is asserting. He is asserting that he gets to decide how the Sabbath commandment should and should not be observed. But the Pharisees thought that that was their job. I mean, they were deciding how the, the, the Sabbath commandment should and should not be observed. And in their minds, it was wrong for Jesus' disciples to pick heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels on the Sabbath. 
And it was wrong for Jesus to heal the man with the shriveled hand on the Sabbath. The truth is there is nothing wrong with what Jesus or his disciples did according to Old Testament law. But the Pharisees thought it was wrong because it violated the Sabbath traditions that they had followed for centuries. According to God's commandment, the seventh day, Saturday, Sabbath day, was to be a day of rest and worship for the Jews. And these traditions detailed what kind of work was to be avoided on that day. For example, ancient rabbis taught on the Sabbath, a man couldn't carry something in his open hand, across his chest, or on his shoulders. That that was all considered work to be avoided. But the man could carry something with the back of his hand, with his foot, with his elbow, or in the hem of his garden. That wasn't considered work. Another example, you were forgiven or you were forbidden from tying a knot on the Sabbath. But a woman was permitted to tie a knot in her girdle. And so if a bucket of water had to be raised from a well, you couldn't tie a rope to the bucket. However, a woman could tie her girdle to the bucket. The one was considered work, the other wasn't considered work. I mean, you think I'm kidding you here, but it's true. There was all kinds of ridiculous rules about what was and wasn't work. And the disciples picking some grain to eat and Jesus healing on the Sabbath, that was work that these Pharisees thought needed to be avoided. Therefore, the Sabbath day had become all about keeping these ridiculous rules. But Jesus wanted something more for these people's lives. And he wants something more for our lives. And as we talked last Sunday, Jesus wants our faith to be about more than following rules and doing rituals. He wants our faith to be about having a personal relationship with God. Jesus taught that the two greatest commandments... In the the Old Testament, we're to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor, to love our neighbor as ourselves. Last week, Jesus emphasized the importance of the first, having a personal love relationship with God. And this morning, he surprisingly emphasizes the importance of the second, having love relationships with people. The topic for the Pharisees may have been all about keeping the Sabbath. But the topic for Jesus was all about loving people. All about doing good and the right time to do good. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to look at what Jesus said. And we're going to learn three lessons that he taught about the right time to do good. The the first lesson, now is the right time to care for people's needs. Notice how Jesus responded in in Mark 2, 25 and 26, when the Pharisees asked him why his disciples were doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, have you never read 
what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need. In, in the days of Abiatar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. In these verses, Jesus compares what the disciples had done with what David and his men did back in the Old Testament. This was at a point when David was fleeing from King Saul, who was out to kill him. David and his men arrive at the tabernacle, the house of God, and they are hungry, and the only thing available for them to eat was the consecrated bread used in worship. This bread, according to the law, was to be eaten only by the priest in a holy place. But the high priest offers this bread to David if he and his men had kept themselves from women. These men were hungry and needed something to eat, and it seemed caring to the high priest to give them this holy bread to satisfy their hunger. It seemed caring to Jesus that his disciples were picking heads of grain on the Sabbath to satisfy their hunger, even though the Pharisees thought it was wrong. Matthew's gospel records this incident just a little bit differently, and it tells us of something else that Jesus said to the Pharisees that day. In Matthew 12, 7, If you had known... What these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent. Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament a verse where God tells his people that what he desires most of their lives. It's not about them following the rules and doing the rituals and making the sacrifices. But what he desires for their life is them showing mercy to people in need. And if these Pharisees had had that kind of mercy, they wouldn't have condemned the innocent disciples for eating some grain on the Sabbath to satisfy their hunger. Now what Jesus desired most from the Pharisees is what he desires most from us. Again, it's not about following the rules and doing the rituals. It's about caring for people. It's about showing mercy to those in need. There's a question that the Apostle John asked in his first letter that I believe Jesus would like us to ask ourselves. If we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? If we don't love people we can see, how can we love people or how can we love God whom we cannot see? We cannot see people separate loving God from loving people. We can't separate worshiping God from showing mercy to people in need. Remember the picture that Jesus gives us of final judgment the picture where Jesus rewards those who gave the hungry something to eat, gave the thirsty something to drink, welcomed the stranger in, clothed those 
who needed clothing, looked after the sick, and visited those in prison. At the same time, Jesus condemned those who failed to care for people, who failed to show mercy to those in need. I mean, think about it. You and I can be faithful in our church attendance on Sunday. Faithful in giving to the church's ministry. Faithful in reading and studying God's word. Faithful in our praying. But are we faithful in caring for people and people's needs? The Pharisees weren't. I mean, they were faithful in following the rules and doing the rituals. They were, conf- they were faithful in condemning those who did not follow the rules or do the rituals. But people, they were not faithful in caring for people's needs. And we must not make that same mistake. I mean, this first lesson is so important. Now is the time to care for people's needs. Not just one day of the week, but every, every day. The, the second lesson, now is the right time to care for ourselves. Notice what Jesus says next in Mark 2, 27. And then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. I like the way one of the contemporary Bibles puts that verse. It says, the Sabbath was made for the good of human beings. They were not made for the Sabbath. In the beginning, when God created the world in six days, it says on the seventh day that God rested from all the creative work that he'd been doing. And then it says that God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he rested on that day from his creating. And when the Lord gave the Ten Commandments to the people of Israel, he told them that he wanted them to do what he had done. And rest on the seventh day. For six days they were to labor and work. But on the Sabbath, Saturday, they were to rest and worship. God who created both them and us knew that we were not made to work seven days a week. They back then needed time weekly to rest and refresh physically and spiritually. And we need time weekly to rest and refresh physically and spiritually. It is what's best for us. Unfortunately, the emphasis among the Pharisees was upon the negative. Making sure that people did not work. People like Jesus and his disciples. But God's emphasis was upon the positive resting and refreshing Physically and spiritually. Yet I think it's interesting that the Sabbath commandment is the only one of the Ten Commandments that is not also promoted in the New Testament. And so in one way we do not have to obey this command in the same way that the people of Israel obeyed this command. And yet it would be wise... It would be wise for all of us to live by the principle behind this commandment. As Christians, we need to take care of ourselves. And from God's point of view, a key part of taking care of ourselves is taking time weekly to rest and refresh physically and spiritually. We have a tendency in America to always be on the go. 
Most of us always have to be busy. Many of us always have to be working. My family can tell you that I have that tendency. In ministry, there seems like there is so much work to do. I read a quote this week that really confronted me about this tendency. It said, workaholism is probably the most respectable sin in the Christian community and maybe especially among pastors. Can I tell you something? That isn't just true for pastors. We simply were not made to work all the time. That's the reason behind the Sabbath commandment, and that's the reason behind the Sabbath principle. And we are just better off if we follow the principles of the Bible. And that includes this second principle. Now is the right time to care for ourselves. And the third lesson. Now is the time to care for people's hurts. Let me remind you of the scene in Mark 3. It is another Sabbath day and Jesus is in the synagogue And also in the crowd is the man with the shriveled hand. And the Pharisees have their eye on Jesus. They're looking for a reason to accuse him of doing something wrong. And they're watching to see if Jesus is going to heal this man on the Sabbath. We pick up the story, Mark 3, verses 4 and 5. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. And then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. Said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched out his hand and his hand was completely restored. If you were there that day, how would you have answered the question that Jesus asked the Pharisees? What what is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? I mean, the answer to that question is fairly obvious. I mean, what would Jesus want? What would God want on the Sabbath? He would want his people to do good, not evil. He'd want to save a life, not not kill one. Matthew accounts ask another question. Look look at Matthew 12, 11 and 12. He said to them, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Once again, the answer to Jesus' question is obvious. I mean, if you have a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, you help it out of the pit, don't you? Well, as Jesus says, a person person is a lot more valuable than a sheep. And if you would help a sheep on the Sabbath that's fallen and hurting, you would certainly do good and help a person who's injured and hurting. And yet, in response to these questions, the Pharisees say absolutely nothing. I mean, they know all the right answers, but they remain silent. 
And Jesus reacts to their silence. It says that he was angry and deeply grieved. Angry and deeply grieved because of their hard, uncaring hearts. They had more concern for a hurting sheep than for a hurting man. As a matter of fact, the Sabbath traditions of the day would have permitted them to help a stranded lamb. But it did not permit Jesus to heal the man with the shriveled hand. However, that did not stop Jesus from healing the man. He told the man to stretch out his hand, and when he did, his hand was completely restored. That's what Jesus' ministry is all about. Helping those who are hurting physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And that is what our ministry needs to be all about. Helping people who are hurting. Hurting physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Remember in the story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus told. A man is robbed, beaten, and left for dead on the road to Jericho. And the first two who come along are two religious people. A priest and a Levite. A, a, a priest helper. And what do they do? I mean, they avoid the situation simply walking by this man who's dying. And that's exactly what these Pharisees were doing. They were avoiding the situation, simply not caring about this man and his hurts. And we must not, again, make the same mistake. We are literally surrounded in this day by hurting people. People who are hurting physically, people who are hurting spiritually, and people who are hurting emotionally. And God simply does not want us to pass by and ignore them. He wants us to care for them and their hurts. And that is the third lesson. Now is the time to care for people's hurts. One more observation before I close. This morning's story concludes with the Pharisees along with the Herodians plotting how they might kill Jesus. Here they were upset over Jesus' disciples picking and eating a little grain on the Sabbath. Upset about Jesus healing a man with a shriveled hand on the Sabbath. And yet they spend the rest of that Sabbath planning on how to kill Jesus. I mean, you talk about hypocrisy, that's hypocrisy. They cared nothing about loving God or loving people. We need to be careful. People, we need to be careful about our own hypocrisy. Christianity in its simplest form is about loving God and about loving people. It's about those two great commandments to love God with all that we have and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Let, let me share some practical application, some ways that we can put into practice what we've learned th this morning. Now, number one, consider how well you care for others and how well you care for yourself. I mean, Jesus wants us to be caring for others for others' needs and others' hurts. How well are we doing that? Jesus wants us to care about ourselves. And so how well are we caring for ourselves? We need to consider that. 
Now, number two, look, look for opportunities in your daily life to help people with their needs and hurts. I, I believe if we ask God to open our eyes that we might see the needs around us, we will see many. And, and so let's look for those opportunities and let's respond to those opportunities in, in Jesus' name. And then last of all, be careful to take care of yourself, be making time each week for rest and for worship. I just followed the Sabbath principle. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, in the beginning of the message, I told you about the shortest verse where Jesus said that he was even Lord of the Sabbath. He's the one who decides what should and should not be done on the Sabbath. And people, I want you to understand that he desires to be Lord of your life. And that's the commitment that we want to challenge you to make. To let him be Lord of your life and Lord of your love. Let's pray. Dear, dear Father, again, I thank you so very much for Jesus and the powerful examples he gives us, the powerful lessons he teaches us. And so God, help us, help us to respond to the needs and the hurts of people around us and help us to care about ourselves and our worship and our rest. God, work among us. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, we want to thank you for uh, listening today. It's good to share with you each week what the Word of God has to say. But again, we want you to know that we're here throughout the week to minister you in any way that we can. All you have to do is give us a call, church phone number, is 379-4443, or you can contact us through our website, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. We are here uh, to minister in Jesus' name. We're here to love in Jesus' name. And so if there's a way we can help, certainly. We, we want to thank you for listening. We always invite you to come and worship with us on Sunday morning in person. But again, if you're not comfortable doing that, we, we look forward to sharing with you each Sunday here on the radio. I pray God's blessing upon you, God's good blessing upon you in the week ahead. Take care. God bless.